everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 142. Today is a bit of a special episode in a, in a number of ways, I guess. But um, uh, first off, welcome back. I know we took a, a, a one a, a one extra week hiatus, I guess, just to finish this one out. Y'all were missing <laughs> us. We know. We're here. We're here now. It's okay. We all took a sabbatical. Yeah, it throws it throws me off a little bit when we actually skip a week because I'm like so used to like oh I gotta get ready for this and this and I'm like oh I still have another week okay so it was kind of nice having a little tiny break not much of a break but uh, this episode actually we're going to be reviewing the Netflix TV show 1899 which um, as uh, as you guys may know as well because we announced it last time the day that we actually announced it the, the show got canceled actually so <laughs> from the sound of it this is probably the only season we're going to be doing. But uh, who Very knows? Tragic. Yeah. But we'll uh, we we still we're we're I think we're a big fan of um, Baron Bodar, the director and creator mm-hmm. of his previous show Dark, as you guys probably know, because we did three episodes during the pandemic, by the way, on that, like the midst of it, because we we're running out of stuff to do. I remember. So <laughs> these are bread and butter. I mean, you got some pretty good. Uh... That it was right after the Bond stuff, the James Bond. Yeah, so we got a good change. Pretty good replies and stuff off of that, though. Yeah, and we I think we sparked some interest in it, but uh, apparently we should have watched this a bit sooner because maybe we could have saved the show. Who knows? They shouldn't have released it at the same time or nearby uh, Wednesday. That's what killed it. They I were mean, three terrible. views a, below their goal, and fuck, we're looking it, yeah, at Yeah, I mean, from what I saw, I think it was like number still top 10 for like 15 weeks or some shit, but I guess that doesn't matter. Mm-mm. So, anyways, yeah, we're going to do a review on that. Uh, so... One thing I do want to start, even before we start with it, there will be an overall spoiler. It's a little bit too hard to talk about this show without um, mm-hmm. spoiling it. So if you are interested at all, like we tell you guys always, probably uh, probably take a look at the, the show beforehand. It's eight episodes. It's not too long. Um, because we will be diving into characters and kind of episode synopses, I guess, if you want to say. So without further ado, let's get into our review of 1899. Six hours ago, we received a message. We believe this comes from the Prometheus. You think the passengers, they're still alive? Capitan, we paid good money for this trip. Seven days to get to New York, no detours. So, eighteen ninety nine. This was released on November seventeenth, twenty twenty two, exclusively on Netflix. As of now, right? Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll move else. somewhere else. Yeah, who knows? There's Hopefully. Always hope. But uh, this is uh, 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. The description of this one is immigrants on a steamship traveling from London to New York get caught up in a mysterious riddle after finding a second vessel adrift on the open sea. Like we said, this was a series directed by Baron Bo Odar, 
who did Dark from 2017 to 2020. And he also did the Jamie Foxx film Sleepless, I noticed, in 2017. So, never seen it. But now I'm like, yeah. maybe I should check it out. Cause right? Who knows? It's supposed to be terrible, but, you know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to start with you guys. Before we do jump in, we're going to jump into characters first and then... Um, Go through go through the episodes like we if you once again if you listen to our dark episodes that's how we kind of did it uh, it won't it will not be as complex as that one that was a um, much more uh, complex series at least from the from the get go I think so this one's a little more cut and dry with how we can present this to way more linear there's not as much a little time bit, jumping yeah. so that yeah there's not four actors playing one person too so we don't have yeah. to be like who's who again. <laughs> So, because yeah. um, I did look at our outline for that one, I was like, "Good God!" I even had like a like a drawn out picture of like a you did you had, you had a, a whole, whole like map, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, line drawing. Here's how it works. So I was like, James was up late. Shit. Yeah, that one was that was, took me like two days. I think. Anyways, back to 1899. I'm gonna start with you, Nabil. What did you think overall of the show? And um, did you like it? Did you not like it? What yeah, I I did enjoy the show. Um, it's not, it, it started off a bit slow for me. I wasn't really sure where we were going. Like, I like that it's a very diverse cast. It's, it's a very international. And I, I have to admit, I started it with subtitles and then just said, you know what? I'm too lazy for this <laughs> and went to the dub. Jesus but the dub Christ, is good. Dude. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Damn, but the dub is good. Though. Fuck, it, we're it, back. It, we're it, back, it, guys. Are you we're kidding back. me right now? Lazy, oh my God, Lazy. dude. I know. Oh, sorry, you can't look at your phone while you watch the fucking show, dude. <laughs> God damn. But How I did. I, I, th- I thought it was a. Uh, uh, I think it was really well thought out show, uh, especially once you start getting into the the mystery. It does start getting to be a bit trippy, and you're not sure what's happening, and you really get enthralled and wanting to to start start on the the binge aspect of it seeing what happens next so yeah i enjoyed it uh what about you marco i enjoyed it as well i you can't help but compare it to dark obviously it's the same creators so uh i agree with the bill that it is a bit of a slow burn i think too much of a slow burn and i think that um that hindered it a bit to a point Still interesting the the topics brought up the the whole uh, mystery surrounding the characters was was good, but I felt like the overall reveal took like way too long. Um, I actually saw it with my brother too, and I think we're we're talking about how like you don't really get much of a reveal until like episode six, and like this thing is like eight episodes long, so that's that's too long, and I feel like maybe that may have affected the decision to possibly cancel the, the show. I don't know. I'm just speculating right now, but um, I felt like whereas dark, like you got little breadcrumbs at the end of each episode that kept you going. This one just sort of just left you in question at the end of each episode. Like at times you just be like, what, what the fuck did I just watch? And it's, it's still yeah, interesting yeah. because it's, it's, it's different and it's, it's not, you know, it doesn't hold your hand, which is, which is fine. But I felt like the slow burn for this one was just a little too dragging, and it it just maybe something that could have been tweaked if it would have been renewed for for another season. But like Nabil said, I did enjoy the the diverse cast. 
Uh, I also like uh, sent these guys a, a message earlier saying that uh, there was a behind the scenes special on Netflix for it, and mm-hmm. probably only watch that if you actually seen the show. No, definitely. Full they, also. they spoil the show like first two. Yeah, months, I think. Yeah, yeah, and it, it. I don't know. It made me appreciate the show even much more. Even much more. So especially like how they they made it uh, very apparent that they wanted a diverse cast, and I felt like that made the show interesting with different languages spoken here and there. And you're like, oh man, they're speaking Spanish, they're speaking Cantonese, or speaking French, you know, so on and so forth. And Dutch, yeah, it, that those those dynamics I felt helped and the the characters felt at times just as lost as you. And it kind of helped you get immersed into the story at times. So I did enjoy yeah. it, but it wasn't uh, perfect in my opinion. Yeah, no, I know, you, and I, I think um, I agree with you on a lot of those points. It, it was a slower burn, but I almost feel like that's because they're setting up a lot of the characters, I think. They're setting up a lot of storylines. There's a lot of backstory to a lot of the characters, and everybody's kind of has like a like a secret, you know, and um, mm-hmm. a lot of red herrings. I like that. Though. I like I like the mystery of it all. I liked I like the characters. There's a lot of characters in this one. I think they'd actually do a pretty good job of um, balancing time with everybody and each episode kind of has like a main person that they kind of explore. I would say looking into their background and why they're here and things that they remember and recall. And, um, I do like that. It's very diverse too. That's the, the, I liked in that behind the scenes, they talk about it's unique because they're speaking a a language to somebody and they know Mm -hmm. that that person doesn't understand what they're saying, but they still are talking it. So, I know Nabil has no idea what we're talking about because he watched it all in English, but um, <laughs> d- totally destroying what, the different languages. That's crazy. <laughs> totally destroying the concept of the the cast. But, I mean, Nabil's like, speaking in English to me. Why can't she understand him speaking English? Nabil's the problem with a lot of foreign films. I can't believe him saying. Yeah, that. the the foreigner is is where he's looking at, and then he's like, "Yeah, well, he's the problem." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I said it better myself? Yeah, no, I like that everyone's speaking a different thing and it's like mm. you can tell but then there's like a it, it's like a human connection with everyone which is really well done i think there's a lot of mm. um emotions they just feel physically and you know just between between characters and there's even there's even some romances like we'll get into it later but like um ling and what um Oleg or whatever the fuck his name is they don't understand each other at all but they you know that starts like a love kind of thing between the two and it's Really nice. So. Yeah. Love the production of it too. I mean, obviously this fucking show was really expensive. As you guys can tell. Especially watching that behind the scenes, like, oh fuck, they paid a lot of money. Like they did not. They uh It was like no the expense. Mandalorian, right? They did that that um the volume? The volume, I think is what they called it. That was yeah, I think they the other the show was the Mandalorian. Yeah, they used the volume with it, but they also did a lot of uh a lot of uh, a lot of work. Even there's oh, a yeah, lot of sets the that were built, yeah. and even the, I was telling James earlier that the the costumes were all handmade. All the costumes, like, yeah. Even the shoes shit. were handmade. Yeah, they did a lot of pre-production the, through VR and shit. It's it's pretty. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. Um, they went to film the locations for the backgrounds for the volume, like yeah. mapped out areas that they wanted to use, like virtually. And it's a, it was like, a very big production. One of the biggest mm-hmm. German productions. They got a. Uh, like a ten million dollar fund or something from the German, uh, what was it? Through something that they filmed. Like it's their first first project to ever get to get the full amount or something like that. Uh, back oh, to the thing though. So let's jump into the characters. All right. So I want to start with 
the main character here, obviously. Arguably, it's going to be Mora, um, Mora Franklin. Technically, Mora Henriette mm-hmm. Franklin, right? This is uh, portrayed by Emily Beecham. So, Nabil, what did you think of Amara as the main character here? I wasn't sure where we were going with her at the beginning. This is because she's essentially the first person you're introduced to. Yeah. In this, uh, in the series, and I'm just like, well, what? You know, they're showing her as a doctor, and obviously in 1899, that was very rare to have a, a woman doctor, and they they make sure to call that out, and that's fine. They're they, they she gets set up in a weird situation, and I was a little annoyed with her because she starts having a relationship with. Uh, kind of a weird relationship with the captain, who we'll talk about a little bit later. And I'm like, what's what's really supposed to be going on here? Like, what friends, what is the I purpose? Think, I think they're just friends. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's end ends up what it's being. Yeah. But there's, I I'm honestly annoyed with her for most of the series until we get to like episode four, and then like things start moving forward with her character, and we start learning about her background and realizing. And now we're gonna go to the spoilers here, so you know, realizing that she's. Um, the daughter of the owner of the company, the shipping company. She's she's got a bigger overarching story behind the scenes of whatever is happening to them on this ship. And this is where I'm like, okay, now we've gotten to the dark part. Like this is where the the mysteries and the twists come and her story becomes way more interesting up until the oh, very end where it starts Yeah. <laughs> I mean really. And they even say like in the uh the little making of scene where it's like it tur- it starts from like a an eerie like horror-esque kind of show mystery horror thing to going straight up into sci-fi and that's like it that's where it starts capturing I, I my attention say, even especially though that, that sci-fi vein is pretty apparent even after episode three though like it, it's yeah diving a lot into yeah, exactly. you know i would I, I but it, it took me a while to, to warm like, up to her at the beginning yeah i would compare it to like if i if i was to jump around a bit here like it, the the show is very comparable to like the matrix or like dark city mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah, it has that kind of premise. They're gonna mix it for both. sure. Uh, what about you, Marco? What did you think of uh, Mora? Kind of the same. Like uh, she's very interesting from the get go, but then like kind of mysterious. You don't know much about her, and she she does get a little annoying because for me, because she's like protecting the weird kid. I'm just gonna say he was fucking weird. Okay, like when they find him on a on the on the the Prometheus, which is the ship that disappeared, and they end up finding in the middle of the ocean and. And the crew's gone and everything, and they find this this mysterious kid who's the only survivor, and he's got this weird pyramid thing in his hand, and it's like, yeah, but, like, we, we gotta get, like, some answers. Like, what the fuck is going on? Weird shit's going on. And, like, yeah, she, I understand it. You're trying to, like, you know, make sure that the kid is safe and everything like that, but at some point, like, weird shit's starting to happen as soon as he comes on board, and, like, She's like not at first not really interested in asking like the right questions like, you know, where you come from, what happened to everybody, you know, just the normal questions. And as as soon as you start to learn more about her and, and see that, you know, she was, I guess, to a point locked in a institution or was tricked into thinking she was locked in an institution and experimented on uh, possibly like then you start to see like why she she super sympathizes with the kid and like like can under, like feel his trauma and stuff and so like that's why she's so protective of him but it's it's only until you start to get to know her more like kind of like Nabil saying that you really start to like relate to her and be like okay now i see where this is going but that's where i feel like the late reveals and the slow burn kind of like hinders the show a little bit it's like whereas in dark their previous show like they would give us more 
like background beforehand and you would get to know more of these characters so when they would make like a weird decision like this or something you would kind of understand from their point of view but i felt like the the late reveals the late revelations of her background and stuff kind of like makes you not care until until you get to that part still overall like the the actor's performance uh emily beecham i think she did great she was uh, on fire the whole time, even though sometimes I disagreed with her character's decisions at the beginning. Um, her performance alone was just was fucking awesome. So, uh, yeah. So I didn't know what to expect out of her to start with this one, at least. But by the end, I I think you know, I would say yeah. I think those memories are implanted there because I mean we we realize that she's the one that you know started all this. She is the creator. So this Which is her I like experiment. That yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of her weird tendencies of what she's doing is because it's almost like, you you know, everyone's had dreams. When you're in that dreamlike state or in a dream, it's sometimes things just don't add up. And I liked how it's mm-hmm. so misaligned so many times in this thing. So, um, and it is cool that she's in her, her character, I guess, in the, I guess you would call it the um, simulation is a doctor of the mind, and that's technically what she was. And I mean, they, they, there's yeah. so much hints that like there's there's a lot of loose ends. By the way, they did not get all the loose ends up here. That maybe she did this because like her, maybe her son's dead, you know, in real life, and this is her way of keeping yeah. him alive. Like his room is in a like a fucking coffin that goes down, and there's like there's a lot of things like that's a possibility. She said like this is the only way for me to keep you alive or something is i think that's stuck her, in her, her memories her, or something yeah her brother is like the ai computer at the end basically maybe or it's you. another character we just he never might got be to real because it <laughs> yeah, sounds like true. he's yeah. behind a lot of what fucked up during the simulation right mm-hmm. so he did something that we'll probably never be able to find out unfortunately which is kind of like fuck you know but yeah so it's at first because i you know I, I went in blind i had no idea that this is the way this is going to go and it was a it was a pleasant surprise, but um, it is like you guys said, it's a slow burn. But I'm okay with a slow burn. So we're gonna just kind of move on. Go to Daniel. I don't think there's too much to say about Daniel. He's the mysterious figure that boards the Caribos, played by Anurin Bernard, later revealed to be Mara's husband. By the way, so um, anything on this? I don't think there's too much to talk about him because we didn't really get to learn too much about him, but. I thought the one thing was that it was going to pull again. I'm going to reference back to dark and do like a time travel a thing. I thought at first, yeah, I thought yeah. it was the grown up version <laughs> yeah. of the kid at first. Too. Yeah. They look fucking similar, right? I was like, they did. But then when yeah. you realize that's their son, I'm like, oh, that makes sense why they look similar. Close yeah. enough. Yeah. 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 That was the one twist. But there, there's some loose ends with him, too. I mean, obviously, there's, there's a lot of loose ends, like you said, but. You know, there's an instance where he's with a girl, then the girl's found dead later. And I'm like, did he kill her or did something happen? Like, you don't see some of the scenarios or what the device that he uses really is. Because she ran into him, he had to take her out. Just like they can, just like the captain later on, how they can just do their little thing and they can just kill someone. Because mm-hmm. they're not really, they're yeah. not really alive anyways. They're oh, just that's stopping true. them from, they're, they're part of the simulation. Yeah, it's end. all the simulation. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's what was happening. Yeah. So I mean he has the device the the twist where he has he makes the Prometheus disappear. Like all that kind of stuff is is it they kind of explain things throughout because he had what the what the device kind of does. Um but there's obviously more meaning behind what his character is, why he's in there. Yeah. Is he actually a part of the simulation or is he you know did he kind of pack himself in? Like there's there's some question marks around his character for sure. Yeah. 
Still a very interesting character, though, and you're kind of left wondering at the beginning, like, what's he doing? What are his intentions? What are his motives? Yeah. He starts to, you know, look kind of shady. Then you realize he's, like, actually trying to help these people, but, like, he can't really tell them because they, you know, they're still so immersed into this, you know, simulation that they're going to think he's crazy or they're going to try to, like, you know, throw him overboard. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I like that you you end up seeing that he's trying to help Mora. Of course, it's his wife, and he's doing all like towards the very end when he's like desperate to like reset the machine and everything. I think is where he shines the most, and he's trying like mm-hmm. so hard to like hack the simulation and try to free her. And he he's like willing to sacrifice you know himself in order to do it. And I think like uh, that makes him a pretty interesting character. Sad we won't get to see more of him yeah i almost feel like in a second season we would have probably got a little bit more out of him and revealed yeah. more of like why he did it and even explain like where the fuck are they all from you know like like what what where is that where is the real world right and is it always it, yeah, yeah. You know that they created their own or, first yeah. simulation space to live in and then like so that means that they're always on the spaceship but then you know there's a lot of fucking questions so it's like okay they are it's crazy that they are technically in the same situation as they are in the simulation they're on a ship in space going from one destination to the other and supposedly it's like right kind of right yeah they're like, i think or something but yeah yeah but we just we don't know the reasons why we don't know why but. and we probably never mm-hmm. will. Oh. <laughs> all right so i'm gonna get to I, I i don't know if i'm butchering the name eyk is it pronounced ike i i thought it was ike ike oh, that makes sense yeah so Ike Larson, portrayed by Andreas Pritchman, uh Captain the Kirby. Right? from Dark. Yeah, he's from Dark. He was he was the the um I believe they called him the Stranger for a long time in that one, right? Yeah. Um easily my favorite character in this whole show again. His um I'm gonna start it off with him. Just his um he just he's got a lot of charisma, man, on screen. I think he's mm-hmm. one of the best um well acted ones on this on in this show, even though there's a ton of great actors in this one. I think it's just Nice to see him again because we've seen him in dark, but um, has a lot of like it definitely stands. Yeah, out. he got a lot of demons himself. Yeah. Like his wife basically killed herself and his kids, and he has to relive that. And he's trying to make the right choice and such like that, but he's he's struggling himself. But again, so. we don't know if those thoughts, if those memories are real or not. If they True. were just implanted memories in them too, so that's an, yet I another mystery we'll never know. I was under the impression that when they started finding their own little tunnels out, that's because the simulation was glitching, right? And they were discovering right. memories from themselves. So I, I have a feeling they are from that. I So I don't know if they're, you know, living in a long time ago or who knows. Once right. again, it's never really explained. Mm-hmm. But looking at that just by itself, you know, I, I, I actually really enjoy this character a lot. So I agree. I, I, I think like we're attached to him so much because he's an actor that's carried over from dark and we were just so root. we're rooting for my for my dude, and you know in that hands, show. And, and it's like you can't help but root for him here. Like he's <laughs> he's uh, he's one of the people that's like trying to figure out what's going on. And I like when he finally teams up with Mora, and they're both like, you know what? I fucking believe you. You fucking believe me. Let's fucking do this. Let's go through a tunnel um, together. He's like, what the fuck? He, yeah, he's like, fuck it. <laughs> let's get go. Lost. He's like, when she asks him, um, you know, do you believe me? And he's like, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> um, he's just such a, I don't know, like despite being such a damaged character, he's 
pretty well composed for the most part. Not perfect because he does lose his shit sometimes, but still, like you can you you see who that he's like really wanted to figure out what's going on and keep everyone as safe as possible, even if it doesn't seem that way. So yet another character that I'm sad we'll never see again. Probably yeah. Although I would be interested in his future work as an actor, to tell you the truth. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's totally he's random to follow. But I was telling my brother it'd be nice to see this guy in like a a comedy where he's he's playing the serious role and he's just too like yeah yeah you know, funny shits going around him. But he's like the serious guy. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my I just God, think yeah. he'd be he'd straight shining that. Like oh shit. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Debo? I mean, you guys pretty much nailed most of his most most of his traits. I think that he's just he, he's very charismatic. You want to know what his uh, story is, what the background is. They, I like that they. I feel like they give him, especially early on, a lot more of that development that we were we get later with the other characters. Like we do get a lot of time, with, like mm-hmm. you were saying earlier, James on each episode to spend with them. But I feel like his character specifically, we just got that really up front and that helped to kind of sell whose character was. Cause you already yes. had the crew talking about how he's, you know, he's drinking and then the whole family yeah, thing. And you like, get to oh, see his, his right. everyone's always kind of talking. I'm like, yeah. Oh, kind of up. He's like one of the first ones to experience so, like a, a quote unquote vision too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's arguably one of the creepier ones yeah. too with that, the fucking music playing the German mm-hmm. It is, he's yeah. Playing and he's like, no one else can hear the and song. And sad. I mean, like, his whole thing is very just sad, and you can tell that he's distraught. Uh, but at the same time, everybody wants hit. You know, they look at him as a leader because he's a captain, but they trust mm-hmm. him. You know, up until they don't. Yeah, <laughs> but, I know. when the mutiny um, happens, the like, real yeah, ones yeah, trust him. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he he did a great job um, with the character, and I was I was invested into his story through the end. You know, so yeah. yeah. Uh, next, I'm going to do these two together. It's Angel and Ramiro. Angel played by Miguel uh, Bernardo and Ramiro played by um, Jose Pimentel. Probably butchering it. Anyways, Angel is a rich Spanish man traveling on the Caribos under false identity along with Ramiro who's pretending to be a priest and the two are lovers. So what do you guys think of these two? Angel starts off kind of like an asshole. You know, like and kind of creepy. He's yeah. Just, yeah. Well, he's he's hella fucking <laughs> he's kind of mean a dick to too, his like, yeah. partner Ramiro. He is, yeah. yeah, he like talks down to him and shit, and tells him like you know he's you know he's like beneath him and shit, and like you kind of feel bad for Ramiro at first because you're like, man, like he's in, you don't know like exactly his feelings. Like, is he is it? Is it just like a one and done relationship or do these guys love each other? Um, especially because Angel's going around and he's, you know, looking for, you know, strange. Yeah. Some side piece. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. he which he ends up getting with uh, a character we'll talk about uh, later. Crester. But like it, their 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 storyline kind of like as as they get more um, background, you kind of understand like they're they're running away because. Uh, they're gay, and that's not accepted where they're from. And uh, it's it's kind of hinted at that Angel was like a fucking slut and would sleep around. And that's that's probably why they're escaping together and trying to start a new life together and stuff. But as you get to know them more and and see that you know they're they're by far like none of these people are perfect, which is fine. And 
Yeah. They get into their misadventures. Ramiro, especially, like you start to see him like help people and he really wants to like um you know make sure everyone's safe too. There's like a later scene where him and um I believe it's Ling Yi that are like running around the the corridors and trying to escape and stuff and you see like his character and even angel has like a kind of like a redeeming factor to him like towards the end you see that (laughs) that really he does love Romero in the end and he's just sort of afraid to be like who he is truthfully as much as he puts up like a good front um wish we would have explored a little bit more of of their background i feel like they're like we just got little hints here and there and it's probably something they would have explored more in another season we just got sort of like the surface of it that they're you know trying to you know you know be together and it turns out you know with the reveal at the end that they're sort of like star-crossed lovers in in space you know and it's it's kind of like it's kind of sad that you know um we'll never get to see like that's how we end every fucking character now yeah, well, because uh, Romero <laughs> like ends up thinking that Angel's anymore. dead in the simulation because he fucking dies, you know, trying to like they're yeah. they're trying to save the ship and trying to stop it from capsizing and shit, and like one yeah. of them ends up quote unquote dying, and we don't know what you know what happens. Uh, but um, I I would just wish we would have known a little bit more about them. But from from what we did get, I I felt like they were like really interesting characters. I mean, that's pretty much a lot, that's a lot said in there. Unless you have anything else to add, Nabil, I was gonna move on. No, not really. I mean, the only thing I would say is that I do find it interesting that Ramiro was in there posing as a priest throughout the whole thing, and it's nice to see that he had that interaction with the other priest, uh, Creaser's dad, and that conversation yeah. of like, yeah. yes, that is actually nice. And where 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 you can kind of see like they're obviously two different faiths too, technically, um, but one one uh, is definitely able to suss out, you know how religious he really is <laughs> and um you know see the fault in him and the other ones questioning god so that dynamic was really nice but yeah otherwise i think you've, you've pretty much knocked it out there marco yeah uh then uh, bill for you uh we have another character here ling yi uh, portrayed by isabella way so she's a chinese woman that's pr- uh, pretending she's japanese actually so it's like a ruse and you yeah. do learn some things of why she's even on the ship what did you think about uh ling yi I thought it was an interesting twist. You know, that it adds to that whole diversity of characters because it's not just even European. You've got, you know, in this case, Asian, but it's more, it's it's even more trippy because it's a Chinese woman pretending to be Japanese, you know, so it's, it's adds on a different layer to that. Yeah. Um, learning about Ling Yi's purpose, like how she actually got there, I thought was made her character way more interesting at that point. Like at first, I really was like, okay, I don't, I don't, what are we going to get out of this? Yeah. But but seeing how she was kind of essentially traded places with somebody to come to that ship and um, escape or run away from whatever she was running away from to come to America, like that was way more interesting. And you could see how it still haunts her, losing her friend in the situation and possibly losing her mother um, based off of, you know, what the people jumping overboard as well. Mm-hmm. So, so that added that extra layer. Plus then... The later uh, relationship she forms with Oleg, just kind of what you pointed out, James, about just uh, that language barrier, but they were able to kind of connect connect in a different yeah. way. Yeah. So that was that whole dynamic of her character was really nice. So I, I feel like we would be getting more of her in the later season because we didn't get a fully fleshed out arc for her, but learning more about her background helped kind of really make her much more uh, 
bigger standout of one of the characters. Nice. Uh, we're going to move on to two other characters, Clements and Lucian. Clements is portrayed by Mathilde Olivier. <laughs> kind of butchering names today. An sure. aristocratic young woman from Paris. Uh, she's on board with Lucian, who is her husband, actually, newlywed, who comes off as super uncaring, doesn't really like the arrangement either, and he's also suffering from um, seizures. So, Which now that I think about it, I can, I can only accredit that probably that his life pod thing is not working correctly, more likely, if you think about it. Hmm. Huh. Just thought about that. I'm like, oh, huh, I wonder if that was going to be something. Why we just, I mean, who knows? I'll talk about these two briefly. I don't, I think these are the two that I just didn't really give a shit about the whole fucking show. Um, Same. It's, I agree. It's the like, weaker, I, I felt there uh, could have been a little bit more. So, actually, I'm going to add one more character Jerome, too, by the way, played by Young Gale. He's a yes. stowaway that actually was in, uh, he knows Lucian, actually. They were in a war together, and they, um, Lucian wants to abandon the post, and he kind of frames Jerome. So, not kind of. He does. He fucking locks him up, and he he blames him, and Lucian goes back home and leaves <laughs> him more hero and shit. So Jerome is on the ship, and he's in the below decks, and he doesn't even have shoes on at one point, and he's starving to death. Their whole love, there's like almost a love triangle. I want to say between them, like it seems like Clements and Jerome almost kick it off. Yeah, I just I don't, we don't understand get a lot of time the, though, the relationships. Though. Almost all work in a form mm-hmm. of triangle too. Oh, that's for true. Most of these characters. Like Angel like Romero and um, Priester, uh, Crester, and then like I these guess guys. It works for some of them. Oh, I don't yeah, know for about some of them. They're almost yeah. like triangular. Yeah, I could see that. There's a lot of three way things. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I, I would say like I didn't really, you know, these are the people that every time they're on scene, I was like, okay. Although I know Jerome does get his own episode kind of explaining his background. I don't mm-hmm. think that we get enough of it for me to care enough as opposed to the other characters. I think like Jerome Lucian especially like you can kind of, you get to see that connection, but again, just Clements is just like why where's her relation to at least Jerome like why is her connection suddenly? Cuz he's nice. I feel like that's something that would have been explored later like <laughs> literally maybe outside <laughs> he's nicer. He's nicer. And he's yeah. French too. I, that's not yeah. even French. But I feel like this these are characters that probably could have been explored or probably another probably yeah. Get explored I feel like later. they cuz not everybody yeah. got their own little like yeah. um episode. I feel like we would have got that with other people in the second season probably. But yeah. um But you're still I, I agree like what what they're the least interesting cuz still you don't know Jerome's motives like does he want at some points it looks like he wants revenge other revenge, times but then he doesn't, he doesn't really doesn't. then it turns to survival yeah. and he's like I'm here to save and then too I'm like okay. does he want to like be with Clements or does he does he not like you know I or, thought he would do it just out then, of spite just because he knew it was Lucian's wife like dirty yeah this mock and Lucian's now. like do, 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 does the end justify the means like you know it kind of doesn't it's like dude so you're suffering from seizures but you fucked everyone over just to get there and you end up not being able to help yourself anyway. So. But I, th- I think he does realize that he's like, I made a lot of poor choices, right? But mm-hmm. but once again, maybe that's his, maybe that would have been explained more. Maybe that was part of his yeah, simulation for him. I don't know. So And so we don't know like if the, what, what truth is there behind their backstory and what is, what's true and what's not. Yeah. You know? How's it really connect like to everybody? Been, like from 200 right. years in, in the future, right? So yeah. Were they all fighting space aliens? In the space force, <laughs> probably, dude. That would be cool though. A, oh, if they showed that, it's like were a Terminator like thing, space trenches and shit. Yeah, 
Uh, one last character I want to go it's over because minor ones we'll just talk about during the episodes themselves, so that we just keep it going on. And just talk about characters is Oleg, portrayed by Mosier Musiel, Polish worker below decks. That is um, probably the nicest guy in the whole fucking show, quite arguably, in my yeah. opinion. He's a G um, man. Him and Ling Yi kind of start a uh, a romance, and then before he's violently thrown off the edge of the ship yeah. at one point. Just by a wave, yeah. Which is like okay, I get it. Um, anything on him, guys? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, once again, not not. There's not a lot on him either, but he's nice. I like. I did. He grew. He grows on you throughout the show. Yeah. Like you, you, you just kind of want to see him succeed, and you want that relationship that and he formed. Trusted with by Lingley, the captain, he too, did. which is kind of cool. Well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, like so I said, he's, it, it's a very nice relationship. Yeah, he's a G. He's a real I one. agree, Nabil too. He's the nicest guy on the ship. He's he just wants to do like the right thing. And he's, we briefly touched on his backstory too. Like he's trying to get to "quote unquote" America to see his brother. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yeah, overall, he just tries to do what he feels is the the right thing, you know, without really he usually uses violence as a last resort. So. And then he dies. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, <laughs> he's taking right away from like, you. God damn. Okay. <laughs> so with that being said, those are basically the main characters. There's some. Side, there's there's supporting cast as well, but we're gonna jump into the episodes here. We're gonna go through all eight of them here, but we're not gonna. We're just gonna talk the main points, what we thought about each episode, really. So, for instance, starting with episodes, episode one is called the ship, and this is kind of the introduction to I want to say all the characters for the most part in this one. Yeah, you. I think you do meet everybody. Yeah, I don't. Outside Pretty of cool. uh, mm-hmm. the stranger. Oh no, he's in the he's in, he's there at the end actually. No, he comes at the very end. Yeah, so as a setup episode, like like I said, the, the I do have an outline here for the guys, but this is more of a outline for you guys just to kind of guide you through it and kind of remember everything. I know you guys said it was a slower start in here, but this, I think, just starting it off, that the reason why is because there's so many characters that they kind of mm-hmm. go through a, like, here's everybody, and, like, you kind of have to get used to it. I think they do a good job of introducing everyone though cuz I, I right off the bat I kind of already started picking up on people and who they were I wasn't like you know mixing up anybody but to a point but it was definitely a lot of what the hell's going on moments in this one where it helped that they all spoke different languages Yeah I was shocked cuz at first I thought it was just like German again and maybe some English mm-hmm. cuz I remember there was some English in the trailers but then I didn't realize it was like a ton of different like languages and stuff like that so one scene I do want to bring up that I did enjoy from this one is when they do go to the other ship. It's very creepy. It's abandoned. It's mm-hmm. completely dark. And I like that they are kind of going through and trying to find any survivors. And, you know, once again, when they do find the boy, it's very strange. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's the only fucking guy. He's just a he's weird just kid. Bo- he just pops out and hands he's him just, He's like in a, like a thing and they're like, what the fuck? And he just comes out. He's wearing like shorts and shit. And it's like, oh. <laughs> strange but um okay so what did you guys overall think of just the first episode or, or anything stood out basically what what stood out for you because we don't have to go over the whole goddamn plot of it all so really just the end man because it, it's it's you're just kind of like wondering okay what's what's happening what's happening and then they they find the prometheus and really it's like the last few minutes are what really stood out for me is yeah like you start Sets to see the tone that a little bit. Not, like, Whoa, what the yeah, going on? things are not what yeah. they seem. And then, I mean, it's it's fucking creepy that it. You know, the kid just pops out. You know, with these omen vibes to him, and it's like, yeah, you know what he <laughs> does? He does look like him. Yeah, he's a little Damien. Yeah, he he's does. got. Hey, what's up? I was like, he's the key, right? Is he? Is he the ringleader? What's going on? Is it? Are things not what they seem? What's going on here? 
Um, I was already trying to guess. I was like, "What? What is it?" I'm like, "I, I, I assume time travel again for some fucking." Reason yeah, I was part. like, "It's a time traveling well, kid." Damn. You start the episode like that, like I think, like you were saying, James, where you're, there's some mysteries in there because we're in that mindset of trying to figure out where this is going. Mm-hmm. Where can we pick up on these things early on? Everything I saw was like, "I bet you that's going to be something in the in the future. That's going to be something important. Got to keep an eye mm-hmm. on like these small things." And some of them don't pan out, but you're looking for it because you remember what dark is like and yeah. everything connected at the end of it. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're definitely right. But I will say too, the other part that the the bigger, I mean, I guess the thing that really got me vested all of a sudden of what was going on was uh, Crestier when his uh, sister is having the issue with the baby and they need a doctor, and then uh, Mara goes down to the lower decks and repositions the baby. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> like it was eerie, like to see them do yeah. it, and I was like, oh, something's about to break. <laughs> So that 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 kind of got me a bit more interested in seeing where this was going because it did, it got really it did get a little dark and and like horror esque at midway through the episode all of a sudden where you're like okay something's happening and then like you guys said then they start going to the ship and it gets even more eerie and creepy throughout that so it's, it helps set that tone pretty early on mm-hmm. yeah definitely uh, let's move on to episode two the boy so this is just a continuation of basically. Them finding the strange boy in the Prometheus, bringing him back. Mars housing him in. We do see a scene between Angel and Ramiro where you find out who they truly are. Um, they're lovers and such like that. But um, one of the big ones for me in this one definitely was Ike having the hallucinations, like seeing his wife and daughters. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when you start kind of seeing like, oh, shit, like he's like living it they're like aware that he's there and that's this is kind of like a hint that like there's more of this to come which i which i actually liked and it's just you know and it's just weird i, I didn't had no idea what the shaft under the bed meant at all i was just like when they showed that i was like i don't know where the fuck this is going with this anymore i was like what the fuck is this man i'm like <laughs> this, this is a portal i was like, like what's this is demonic here? shit i don't know they got the, the triangle sign i'm like does that mean there's like demons i was like i don't know what's going on and then one of the big things as well, uh, Ada, who's Creaster's younger sister, is found dead. So then that's how they end it. And they even show someone monitoring everyone on screens, which is a hint that, hey, this is not just in 1899, because, I mean, there's a fucking TV screen. Wait, TVs weren't invented back what, then, right? What's crazy? I didn't even <laughs> fucking catch that. I was just watching. I was like, oh, someone's got them on the security cameras. Nice. Just kept rolling with it. <laughs> He's just fucking eating his popcorn. <laughs> yeah, I was watching. I said, like, "Oh, nice. Oh, there's someone else watching." And I was like, "Wait!" I never caught on to it until like just two more episodes. in. I was like, "Wait a fucking hold on, minute. wait a second. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think of uh, episode two? Anything stand out to you guys on episode two? The boy. The boy's creepy. Like he is. He doesn't <laughs> speak weird. at all in this one either. Yeah. By the way, so. Yeah, it, it's a little frustrating to be honest. Yes, um, and and it goes on for a while, obviously, until he does speak on uh, a few episodes down the way. Until but episode it's like, six, dude, like, are you a mute? Like, can you not say anything? What's what's happening here? Buddy? I don't think he's supposed that, to mess that, with the, the bill. simulation. That's why. That though, that's yeah. what was the annoying part is because in episode six is where he writes the note. I'm like, you could have written notes on the fucking notepad this <laughs> whole well, time. No, he, well, I want to defend it a little bit. The reason why is because if he begins speaking, he says the creator will hear him, right? Who is right. Yeah. his yeah. mom? It's real conscious. Oh, I'm, we don't I'm, know that he's I'm looking I'm for. A, and I, I'm, okay I, I'm that, telling James. you, I think he's actually dead. That's why. So like, that's yeah, why I'm, he's, you know. 
Uh-huh. That's why I don't I'm, think. What I'm not okay is, is is it took five episodes for that to happen, James. It's German. Cinema. That's five hours of my life, bro. So <laughs> I was like, okay, German cinema. I mean, it's <laughs> no, American that, stuff that tells so... you bang, bang, bang. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, um, Nabil, yeah, he, he, I agree with you. He's he's creepy at first. Nice. Yeah, but I mean, well, otherwise, like with the, the episode, yeah. I don't feel like. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like there was like uh, there was a lot that was going on, but it. it this just felt like a you didn't like the, uh, uh, an episode where it helped kind of move things forward. Bathroom scene where he just gives him the cigarette tin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Tove is like now that you know why Tove is so pissed off, it makes sense, right? Because they're they're in this mm-hmm. quote unquote mess because of Priester, because of him also. Yeah, because yeah. well, he's fucking around because and finding of out, the baby. fucking prejudice in his fucking country. But yeah, hey, love is I mean, love. Right? That's, that's what it is. That's he a dangerous game. Doesn't it don't isn't it the uh, the stranger is the one who kills or quote unquote kills Ada right because he like yeah. sees her and he says well, like, I'm sorry it's yeah, either it's either him or the first captain did it right it's never really actually fucking see because he's in on it because too. they're that's what I'm saying because they're in a simulation you don't really know I yeah. thought that he did it as a distraction so he could try to like hack the ship or no something. I think she saw him doing something and once again if they're discovered early on I think then the whole and simulation will end yeah. that's why they have to right. be so fucking secret that's why the kid can't talk um, right. I think she sees him oh, I didn't doing see, something I didn't pick up on yes. that right okay I think she that sees him sense. doing something that's like this is not from this planet or this fucking dimension yeah. like it's um, like, well, you so he's go. trying to make them realize yeah, so. on their own what's happening without yeah. ruining the simulation. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. that's the point. There's a light bulb moment from yeah. there, guys. Just pick that. But see, up. I thought uh, another. Stuff. Yeah, no, that I, um, at this point in the show, I was thinking that like there was probably another time pocket, and it's probably in the ocean, and the the, the, the TV people too. were monitoring it from the future and the trying to study people. it or yeah. something. The sea people. Yeah, Maybe. and they were just sending the yeah. ships in know. there. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot Probably of speculations, especially by the end. I'm like, okay, so some organization is watching over them, and they must have to, something to do mm-hmm. with the with the fucking triangle shit. And that's all I could get out of that. I was like, okay, I'm like, is, so. is the ship the time machine? Like the fucking? I almost thought so too. Yeah, I thought I thought so too. Yeah, I was thinking. And I was like, oh, are they, is this like already have happened, and that's the ship from before? And then, kind of true, but not quite. You know, like it's mm-hmm. just every simulation. Ends in some fucking virtual shipyard, basically, which is kind of weird later on you find out. So, episode three, The Fog. Uh, they run into fog. <laughs> Just let you guys know. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is where it is also revealed that the first mate, Sebastian, is in on this shit because he uncovers a panel, starts putting in some triangle combinations. They don't really touch back on this again until, like, episode seven, I swear to God. And it's just yeah, you have to kind of know, like, his bit. inner motions is why he's doing this shit early on. Like, mutiny and stuff like that because he's kind of rolling with it. This is the Ling Yi episode where we do see her flashback about how she is on board and why she, who she accidentally killed on accident, you know, mm-hmm. so but the biggest thing I think in this one is they basically find out that there are more and more bodies piling up and I, I, I want to say this is the one where Ike tells everybody, yeah, Ike tells everybody they're returning to Europe, right? And that's basically when a mutiny like, fucking starts in this one. So yeah. Franz arms the third uh, class passengers. He's one of the guys that works on the ship. It's just weird. He he has a connection with the, the Dutch people, I guess. And he's like, I think he's like the head. He's kind of right. Something. But he's also like an asshole and Damn. he's just beating people up. <laughs> he is. So, yeah. 
Um, they basically it's kind of a redemption at the end, though. They do. I actually liked his redemption because I was like, oh, he yeah. thought he, you know everybody thinks they're doing the right thing in here. First of all, yeah, they're all um, just fucking scared as fuck. And by the end of it, Daniel, who is the mysterious uh, stranger, uses the device there to uh, teleport the Kribos away from sliding puzzle. Yeah, basically one of those little like square ones. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to make a face. He's like, what the hell's going on here? While in the <laughs> in the meanwhile, the captain is. <laughs> arrested and basically all hell breaks loose on deck because they're mutinying they want to get out of here and go <laughs> straight to uh, new york right or whatever what yeah, about this one guys this is What'd where ike reveals he's not a perfect he's not a perfect guy he puts hands on the kid and starts shaking him too i think in this one is like tell me what the fuck's going on no nothing wrong with that it's 1899 he's freaking out yeah but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like and here's kind of like where the annoyance starts with with mara where it's like dude like well, you found the kid on a strange boat, and then you know he's got a weird. People no, start I, dying. I like how no one mentions the fucking pyramid. I'm like, y'all saw it, y'all saw the pyramid. You're all not asking what the fuck that thing mm. is. Tove, uh, the mom of Creaster. No, not Tove. Yeah, Tove, right? Tove thinks it's like a, yeah. a demonic thing. I think she brings it up. Oh, she brings yeah. it up. No, I, does she? I thought she just thought that he was like a demon or something, or that she he says was like he's like the spirit. devil. Well, that was part of the reason. and yeah. he's bringing a device yeah. on board that's killing everybody or some shit. Like, yeah. So, but this yeah. is just the. I think the biggest thing is the mutiny starts on here, and the ship finally disappears. So it's like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? Um, yeah, you can really see the frustrations building up. I, this is where what I like about this episode the most is you go from being uncertain about. You know where the show is going to now seeing really big depth into the the like the secondary and tertiary characters going it's against like to, yeah. the captain, yeah, and and really seeing seeing that they're not trusting him and and kind of understanding why. Mm-hmm. Like you're seeing everybody's motives of That's what's the happening. Thing, though. They, it's obviously almost, all I, I couldn't thing. like deny him if you didn't know what's going on. I'm like, yeah, this looks dumb as shit going back and yeah. wasting time. And a lot of these people are and he wasn't giving them anything. And they're like, now we're going back and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were all running from something, anything some, to them. some persecution of some kind, and it's like yep. they're they all know that yeah. if they go back, they all die basically. Because like, people uh, back there are like, "Fuck this!" Like we got to go, and yeah, I, I do like the Ling Yi. Yeah. So I think this, on this one as as well, the, like I said. So yeah, the the Ling Yi thing was good, and we talked about that a little bit with her character about just you know the reason she was doing there, and I think that you know this this is her key episode for her background, but I think from like an overall story. The mutiny aspect is is the bigger plot to, to to drive things forward and to isolate the captain and and really start showing the lines between who these main characters are mm-hmm. and who the other people are and you know I this helps I, this essentially helps propel the the show forward. Yeah. And by the way, Tove's creature's sister, Ivan, is their mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ship teleporting at the end, though, with the device. That's that's, that's when I thought like my theory was kind of proven. I was like, yeah. oh shit, the, the time the ship is a time machine. Oh my Fuck. god. Oh my God! You're like, God, like is this connected to Dark? You son of a bitch! Right? <laughs> I still don't know how he did. It. I know he used a little machine, but how does that make the ship disappear? It's all a know. simulation. It doesn't matter. Because mm-hmm. no it's conne- remember, it's connected to that machine that he finds that he, op- it's, he has it's basically a motherboard. Board. Yeah, he's just connected to the yeah. motherboard and he's just yeah. plugging it in. It's, it's, it's future fantasy tech. Yeah, it's uh, they talk about it. it's kind Some, of steampunkish. I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Um, M. Night Shyamalan shit. All right, so halfway here, episode four, The Fight. So this is a big one on this one, basically, I'd say, is that the first captain, the 
uh, first mate, first captain, Sebastian, he actually convinces Tove's mom, Ivan, that, hey, the boy's to blame. So she takes command of the mutineers and we're just search. I think this is just a way for Sebastian to try to get rid of the kid from the simulation because Sebastian mm-hmm. is from the future as well or maybe a program. I don't fucking know. Once again, who knows? <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Who knows? So one of the big things here is like people start getting the it's like a break. Uh, it's like a breakout scene, basically, in this one. Jerome gets out because Oleg does a distraction. Um, They free the captain eventually on here. Uh, Jerome gets shot, actually, at one point, And he, this is where we get a flashback of Jerome's time for mm-hmm. the French Foreign Legion along Lucian. You find out Lucian's even more big piece of shit than you thought. Which is crazy because it's like, oh shit, okay. So Lucy and uh, Jerome actually know each other, which is kind of crazy. So there's a huge, I want to say the, oh yeah, this is the one where they have a huge fight in the deck of the ship. It's the mutineers versus the captain and his crew, and it's just like people fucking fighting each other, and they start fighting and fighting and fighting, and then um, it's like a big melee battle. Kind of, it's kind of too hard to fight, even see what the fuck's going on. And then Ivan throws the boy over the side, which everyone's like, oh, this is fucking crazy. And they retreat, and then they hear a knocking at the, uh, I guess that's like the bar, right, or whatever, too. Same, same spot as yeah. Prometheus. And, and then comes out, and he's just mm-hmm. fucking, everyone's up. like, whoa. He's like, hey, everybody, I'm fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, that was a freaky twist, though, where that just kind of happened. Like, it was, but I was like, I was. this is where I was really confused. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, all I had all these theories, yeah. and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense anymore. I'm like, if they're time traveling, was he always in the cabinet? I don't get it. That's what I was thinking. She waiting for this there? moment. Did they even look inside that thing? I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, was that a past self of him that they killed? And this that's is what I thought too. I actually fuck? thought the yeah. same thing. And then I was like, oh, is that why the guy's going crazy? He's like, where did where'd the boy go? And he's, you know, Daniel's running, trying to see. And then he gets on yeah, the deck. I, of the I started ship. to think also that it was. Um, uh, alternate realities or dimensions this time, and I was like, maybe he's from an alternate reality. Like, uh, I like, mean, that's that's a possibility, yeah. I guess. But yeah, this is a this was a different episode too, where it kind of just leads it up and it shows you. But I don't think much happens in this one outside of the mutiny going on. And I do like the breakout scene though. This is where all the characters kind of start grouping up together. Like, okay, we got to help each other. Yeah. Like, we're on your side. And yeah, this is when you um, see that Ivan is a. Uh, is fucking crazy. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's a little nuts. I mean, you got to be pretty crazy to kill a kid to say, <laughs> just fucking throw him in the or middle of the anno- fucking Or just ocean. annoyed enough, I guess. Well, but, you know, she lost her daughter. Yeah, yeah. she blamed it. She oh, blamed it. She had, it was, the, the boy was a scapegoat. And then, I mean, she did get manipulated well, yeah. first mate, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, that guy just shows up like, oh, yeah, what's going on? I'm like, this piece of shit. Right, <laughs> which is weird because at they wanted to find the boy at the end. It's like you had him and you just kind of chucked him out. You know, maybe they didn't think Ivan was going to just throw him over the side. I was like, <laughs> there's one way to get rid of him, I, I guess. Like, <laughs> so yeah, and I know we lightly touched on it, but like this is another one where we talked about Jerome's background with Clements, and it's like okay, <laughs> you know, like it's it's interesting to see what happened. With Jerome and what happened with, uh, was it Lucien and like what they had going on, but really like, yeah, you know, no, I, I agree. It, that's not much more I care about. I didn't really, care. I just didn't care enough about th- that character to like warrant like a, oh no, what's going to happen to you? I'm like, I don't give a shit. So, Tr- truthfully, right after this episode, I kind of stopped 
caring about the background stories because I'm like, there's a bigger thing going on. Like, I want to know what the fuck's going on. Like, he's like, I point, don't care about your like, parents. No, at this point, it doesn't matter because there's something bigger going on than that. You know, and it's like, guys, I know y'all have shitty pasts right now, but uh, there's something fucking wild going on like right now. So it was, um, yeah, it was. And then like, I started to question like, well, are those like alternate realities that they're remembering or, you know, whatever. So, so many questions, like James said, pop in my mind. Yep. Unfortunately, never, never going to get answered. So episode five, mm. the calling here. Uh, biggest thing here is there is a ticking sound that stops, starts going on. And not all the passengers, but a majority of passengers, whoever hear it, go into a trance. They start jumping off overboard. As we <clears> later <throat> know that this is a like a reset button that the system is kicking into like, all right, we're going to end the fucking simulation now. Uh, this is actually I... where the boy writes tomorrow. The they are listening thing, you know, and he talks for the first time. And I, I really like this episode. This, this one's is, good. I, my I, I, I love the yeah, um, yeah. the scenes of the people just zoning out. And just there's nothing can stop when they just start jumping off the side. It's it's pretty creepy, actually. How their yeah. steps uh, match the ticking clock too. Yeah, it, was it goes in the beat creepy. of it too. Uh, they mm-hmm. get a there's another message that the Caribos uh, receives from the quote unquote company saying to sink ship and talk about their ship this time, you know. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where, like, oh, fuck is going on here, man. And this Assuming is also- that if they do that, that would reset the simulation. Probably. Yeah, yeah, they're like, get rid of it. This is not working, basically. And that's why, you know, shit's just going down. Mm-hmm. And this is also the episode where Mara tells Ike about her her backstory for this, at least. I don't know if it's true or not that she her dad is the fucking owner of the ship company. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that he's maybe an owner or something. You know, in the future, obviously, but um, only because he finds the manifest of the uh, Prometheus, and he uh, his sees her fucking on signature there. is on there, which he didn't want to say. Yeah. He's, like, <laughs> he's like, oh he no, what am I doing? Yep. My God! <laughs> so Daniel, though, mysterious stranger, disables that ticking sound, and everybody just regroups at the end. They're like, oh my God, we like after many people jump right over the fucking side, including Yuke G and, and even Creaster, so traumatic, right? I was surprised by that, but you know, it it's all very like the, the the best part about this episode is it's nonstop tension because they're trying to figure out a way of this like to stop it. They're trying to stop the mm-hmm. people. They're trying to figure out you know what what is going on around them. Daniel's whole arc of just tr- trying he's he's trying to stop the ticking, but then you also have the uh, Mara like giving up her secrets, like everything we just touched on. All that is happening in the background of people literally jumping off the yeah, ship, it, and yeah, you're showing yeah, them in the windows. I, I, it's cool, like it's falling cool off behind you. Like you can see them through yeah. the windows, just jumping. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus. I like how they like, some of them tie creepy. themselves down because they they fear it'll be contagious, which is actually pretty smart because you don't mm-hmm. know if it's going to affect you or not. Yeah. So I kind of like that bit too. They're just kind of like holding themselves down and kind of waiting out to see what happens. Definitely. Episode six, though, the pyramid. So this is where we start finding like. The survivors that are left basically start splitting off into groups, which I actually really liked because this kind of breaks it down because you don't see not everybody had an interaction with each other until this episode, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ship starts getting like a black metallic. It's almost like crystals coming around everywhere. Yeah, it's kind of crypto. wild, actually. Also, creepy. we do find out about Tove's background, about her um, priester was with, um, I guess you might say, like the, the Lord of the Lands son or some shit. But she was raped in the that, landlord. And, but she, yeah, 
or she killed she killed him basically too and but mm-hmm. it's pretty brutal her fucking background i'm glad she killed that guy though yeah definitely that's your damn brother, man. also why creaster's face is deformed and mm-hmm. all this stuff like that uh the first mate sebastian meets up with uh, mara's quote-unquote dad right henry tells him to find the boy to stop all this from happening and I think one of the biggest things is that I guess it's really like Ike and Daniel are fighting, right? And then Daniel teleports him away. He gets teleported to the Prometheus, basically, and he's surrounded by hundreds, maybe thousands of other Prometheus ships, too, all abandoned, too. Yeah, it's fucking wild. And uh, one of the bigger things, too, is Daniel finally reveals, he reveals to Mara that he's her husband and that... Yeah, you know, this is. I going thought he was going to reveal that he's her brother. I thought so too. I thought the same thing. Yeah. I thought he was going to be like, I was just like, remember he's the me, brother. Fuck. I was like, was he the one? He like, keeps saying, he... you don't remember, you don't remember. I and had no idea thing... she was married. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, man? But um, yeah, yeah. This is just kind of like this is kind of a setup episode for me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it. It, but I mean, some very telling details, like like Tove's background. It's very traumatic. Oh yeah, you, you spend a lot of time with that, and the the reveal at the end about the Daniel being her, Mara's husband, like those. It is a setup to what's going to happen next. But very, I think they do. You know, the episode has got a lot of information being thrown at you. That's yeah. like a heavy stuff that you're you're working yeah, through. I agree. Uh, but you also start to question more things about their backgrounds and stuff because at times, like as as Tove is going through her hallucinations, there's a point where she's not pregnant. And she is like, and you start to really like wonder, like, what the, you know, well, I always, I always, know I assume we, they end up being the simulation when they are in those flashbacks They're they're in the body that they were at during that time though. That's why. Right. And so during that time she wasn't pregnant yet, obviously. So it's one of those things. That right. Kind yeah. of yeah. True. Like, but even when she memory. is, she's still in the simulation on the ship. So you're still wondering like, well, yeah, no, but I'm saying like when she, are true when she flashes back to wherever the fuck. Dutch people come from. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't know the country, guys. Denmark. Got them. What? Where is it? <laughs> Denmark. Denmark. Sorry, yeah, Denmark. Jesus, fuck. Sorry. So when she flies back to Denmark, she's you know it's, it's leading up to the event where she becomes pregnant because you know yeah but interesting though and it's it's the first thing she always notices. She's like, oh wait, what the hell? Uh, so episode seven, the storm, and the Kribo sells into a storm. Just let you know. <laughs> uh, this is also the, the, the uh, there's a kind point. of touching scene where Ivan has a has a talk to Tove and she basically stays back with Anchor, her husband, and dies. Yeah, kind of sad. I found that really sad. I was like, shit, man. Um, yeah, even though he, crazy th- shit, he thinks he's crazy, he's like, yeah, yeah. hey, he's like, I love I get you, it, man. This is also the one that where they just pull a multiverse of madness and they just jump through hella portals at one point. I really like that those scenes because they're all kind of experiencing the other people's. Um, yeah, flashbacks. I like that. You know, and they're and it's actually it's shot really well. By the way, I really like the way that that is shot. How they're kind of running through and they're in like out of nowhere. They're like, oh, now we're in the fucking snow, and um, yeah. I like that. And then this also reveals where Daniel goes to the boy, and it's like this is why I think he's dead because he's like he has to go. Th- he has to uncork like a fucking casket and then he drops down in, and that's where Daniel is. And like a lot of like imagery uh-huh. there. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to kind of tell her, like, hey, I'm going to restore her memory so that we can figure this shit out and blah, 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 you know? Um, Lucian dies in this episode, too. I just didn't give a shit. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I know it's fucked up, but I, eh. Oleg dies. I thought he shouldn't have died. I was like, 
liked him a lot. So, I mean, everyone dies. They, in them, they, a lot. There's a really like nice scene where <laughs> or he's going to the bridge and he tells uh, Lingyi to stay like safe or whatever, and she tells him that she's going to go where he go goes. With him, yeah, and I thought that was really touching. And he doesn't understand. Yeah. He's just like okay, and he walks off expecting a blowjob. I know those eyes. I know those fucking eyes. He <laughs> <laughs> expects to go. You're still there. Okay. Yeah. He's like this. He's like, oh yeah, he can come with me. <laughs> End of the world. Sure. Yeah. Angel has a kind of like a redeeming moment in this too. Yeah, he finally he dies like, tells Nero how he feels Once again. Yeah, this yeah. is also where Franz dies because he saves Tove. I was like, did he like Tove? Uh, is that or was it just like he he felt bad? No, I think he's a greater good right? kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He redeems okay. himself too, which makes you then like like him even more at the end. I was like, ah. Oh. He was he he wasn't a bad yeah, guy. He was the he Dutch just, version of Nabil. Every time I saw that fucking guy, I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is German Nabil doing here?" <laughs> Dude, do you guys ever notice though? Fawn's fucking injuries never heal the whole fucking show, right? No. I swear to God, no. that guy's bleeding the whole fucking for like three days. I'm like, "Yo, can someone give my man a bandage?" Fuck, man. <laughs> so, uh, where did the doctor say it ends? Basically, with <laughs> Elliot. Sebastian captures him, I guess, brings him to Henry's grandfather, who's basically the fucking architect think, of the Matrix. I think that's an interesting. I think that's an interesting scene, though. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's paying kind of a homage Dude, to the Matrix, like, but, especially with the monitors. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But I like that scene call. though, because now you're really starting to get into a a sense of being away from the setting of 1899, and then saying that, like something is different, and there's. Uh, ulterior purpose here to everything and you're just like what is going on why is it happening and, and everything is started you think everything is going to start coming together and being answered mm-hmm. i want to say this is the episode, episode two where somebody so sees daniel use a flashlight right yes they do and the guy's and they like what is like, that he, and why for a second him. i was like it's a flashlight you dipshit and then i was like Dude, wait right? a minute i'm not catching <laughs> the on engineer shit. one of the there engineers. are no fucking flashlights yeah, yeah. in 1899 this would blow someone's fucking mind Right. Which I think is funny because he's basically like, fuck it. I just yeah, need to like, slash real quick. The fuck he... it is. Don't worry about it. And he's like, I got to do this shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that part. Yeah. That's a good one. So, and then do you, I like the hero shot of when they are transported to the fucking ship graveyard, basically. And Ike uh, comes up out of the, the side, kind of like how Daniel did originally. Yeah. And he's just like, hey. Because <laughs> everyone's up? wondering where he's at. Dude, everyone's like, like, where's oh, the captain? Shit. Where's the captain? He was gone. And he just comes up like, Hi, everybody. He just looks fucking he's like, haggard, and he's like, sup, bitches, as the witness is going like, through. How many hard. days has it been? After everyone just lost someone that means something to them, too. Yeah, but it was kind of cool, though. He kind of shows up. The sunlight looks beautiful in that shot, too. I just want to say. <laughs> the perfect hour shot. I was like, oh, my God. Sort of. It's sort of hopeful, because they, like I said, they, they all just lost someone, and they're like, oh, there's the captain. Maybe he'll know what to do. Yeah. No, they all did. Yeah, that's true. Everybody loses somebody, but I feel like that's almost part of the plan at this point, right? Maybe. Yeah. So the finale here, episode eight, the key, a lot goes on in this last episode because like Nabil said, they wrapped up everything. There's no need for another season. <laughs> yeah, they were done. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So Mara, Bean. Mara just tells, starts telling everybody they're in a simulation. I don't know how anybody in their right mind would ever. I mean, at this point, they've seen so much weird shit. Maybe that's why they're like, you know what? You sound cool. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I really they, don't know. They I trust been like, what the first. fuck is a simulation? If they have the mindset of an 1899 right. person, would they be like, you're going to have to. They do bring up the Play-Doh um, 
allegory, the Plato's Cave thing a few times in yeah. the last episode of this, which I really cave, liked, yeah. which is the basis of yeah. the Matrix, by the way. So yep. mm-hmm. I did like that little dive, and it and it shows you that, like, I think George reveals it like, oh, she, Mara was, like, obsessed with it when she found out about it. And I was like, I, I would have loved to learn more about that, just so that you know, like, you know, but. Yeah. Lean into that a bit more. Yeah. Yep. But who knows? Not anymore. Yeah. Henry injects Elliot with a white substance. Uh, so it's, Daniel's it's hacking the, the whole whole episode. Daniel is just hacking into something that we just do not understand. He's just hacking hidden buttons. It does he's not look like he knows what he's doing. At one point, I'm throwing in the Konami code. Bro, he did it a few times. I'm pretty sure he's just hit buttons at one point. Like, I get it. Sometimes when I'm confused, I'm like, well, one of these got to work, right? And he's like, let me try every combo I fucking know. Because he's at that thing for like the whole episode. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing, man. I mean, there was also, he was hacking through like the, I guess the machine that operated it, but there was also like a, a, there's a fucking tablet on the bridge. Yeah. Legit fucking touch tablet. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Sebastian. Sebastian has, which, by the way, Mara and Ike, they run into him at the asylum. Se- Sebastian basically, he, it doesn't capitate him. I don't know if he actually kills him or not, but he he basically, that's it. We don't see Ike again after this. Yeah. But then yeah. Henry reveals to Mara that, hey, this is not my plan. This has been yours the whole time. And she's just kind of like, mm-hmm. what? You know? And Daniel hacks into it at the very end. I mean, it comes down to like one of those diehard moments where it's just like fucking yeah. right at the last second. Should he use the tablet? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. If he was aware of the tablet, tell you the truth. So Mara does get reunited no, with him. And he, they, oh. This is I thought this was a pretty good scene where he's like, "Hey, I'll always remember you." Like you know, this is what he told her before. It's yeah. kind of like the lover kind of thing. And in the biggest twist of everything, you do see where Mara really is. It's the year twenty ninety nine. She is on a ship called the Prometheus, where they are in space. Space and suspended animation. They're all in pods. And then she removes. She gets a message from her brother, which is pronounced. I want to say Siren. I don't know. Kyron. Kyron. No one knows. Uh, I think it's yeah. I think the C is pronounced like a K. So Kyron. 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 It's just like welcome to reality, and I and then it just goes out, and then the movie Alien starts. So yeah. I don't know. That was weird. I didn't think that was gonna happen. I was like, <laughs> prequel again? Really, Scott? You <laughs> son of a bitch. No, um, he's just smoking a cigarette at the end. He's like, Got you guys. Oopsies, y'all just watched eight hours of a fucking alien prequel show. No, um, I could see. I liked that. the look of that last thing, by the way. I would have loved to see a little more of that ship. I get it that they just were like, hey, here's and and by the way, you do see that everybody from the the show, the all the main guys, are in those pods, all mm-hmm. along the wall. Yeah, they're all in another reality maybe or because truthfully we don't know and these everybody kind of disappears well the assumption is that everybody in the ship is in a simulation that we saw earlier to all the extra people because there's so many other ones Mm -hmm. yeah so they've done it like thousands of times how they're still alive i don't know Mm -hmm. but obviously mara has never woken up until now though right yeah yeah she's been in it like the longest probably or something it's it's all her freaking like well, experiment or that's what's confusing. Like, are they all in her simulation? Like, is it her? That's or are they the in primary shared simulation, simulation or are they all sharing? Right. Yeah. Ooh, I don't like, know. What, actually. That's where it's confusing. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I don't. We'll never. We'll never know. know. Once again, well, I'm we sorry. We do know her, her son is the genesis this. of this uh, of this idea. Like, he was obviously like probably dying, or maybe already is dead. Who knows? He's probably in su- suspended animation, and this is the only way she can keep him alive in the meantime. Who knows? It reminds me of that movie we watched last year. 
No, or is it the year before? Oh my god, with Hugh Jackman. What was the one, guys? God, uh, Jesus. Uh, HBO Max exclusive. Uh, during uh COVID because we didn't have a lot of movies to watch. I'm looking reminiscence. If you guys, oh, reminiscence. Where yeah. he stays oh, in yes. the um, he stays yeah. in the simulation even though he's, he's dying outside just to stay with the woman he loves. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my God, you son of a bitch. Hugh Jackman's in this movie? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they come back. They're like, this it's is a, a prequel to Reminiscence. It's a sequel, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck? Uh, I mean, it borrows a lot from a lot of sci-fi elements, so. Yeah. Yeah, a lot a lot happens here for sure. And I think what's, what is really nice about it is is you do see the unraveling of how everything is actually connected. You know, that they are, it is a simulation somehow still connected to the ship, so the ship is the the whole framework I feel like we would have got more of the into it. sci-fi backstory in the next season though like they would have explained like why yeah, she did this I think so too at least I think so yeah because it, it everything ends with a question about these relationships yeah. why the brother why is the father there why is Daniel how did he get here he's not a part of the or, main or simulation more, or more important like, somewhere else the bill, you know? like are again it, it makes you think like are these backstories even real because the, all the backstories take place like that's in true. olden times, right? But they're in the future, like, or is yeah, are they recreations of their yeah. of their traumas? Like, I would have liked to explore that I, too, because then it's sort of like then their traumas or their experiences don't really matter because they could be false memories. Because Mara was fed false memories too. I want to ask you guys then. This being it, were you guys are you disappointed? They're not. They were. They're apparently they're only going to plan three seasons, just like Dark. By the way, yeah, are you disappointed we don't get to see that second or third? Or you know, I am. I think that they. If Netflix is telling them that they're committing two to three seasons and they're telling them up front, like, we understand your plan, we're all for it kind of thing, they should allow them to play it out. I don't know you if know? they did, though. I, I think it was just one, and then I think Netflix has it where they don't do multiple, unless you're Stranger Things, obviously. They don't really do multiple seasons right off the bat unless they... Well, the creators had sa- stated that they had told them up front that they, you know, this was going to be a three-season arc. So I don't know if maybe Netflix is like, we'll see how the first season goes and we'll talk about yeah, it kind of thing. But they probably. they did had mentioned that that was already like, discussed mm, when yeah, they sure knew this thing. was going to be sure. Right. Well, the fact that they invested so much money into it, too. You know, obviously, it probably need to get some money back. But I don't know. I feel like... This was one of those rare shows where you should have allowed it to play out. Like this. I think so like, too. You shouldn't have taken a chance on it. Let somebody else take it. Then. At least two. Yeah, it's especially with the ending we got. It just it it left it so promising. And like James was saying, where it would have been nice to explore the things in the future in the ship and um, build upon like what we got in this first season. And uh, e- e- like again, I mentioned this earlier. Watching the making of, it seemed like they they kind of knew where they wanted to go with this, and it seemed like it like the evolution of the show. They mentioned, you know, it you know it starts off as a timepiece, then kind of horror, then sci fi, and yeah, it would have been nice to see that fully fleshed out and evolve into that and get more questions answered. And like now, we're just kind of wondering with the what if, you know. And I mean, I know they're working on another show too that was announced a while ago. The creators of this and Dark, um, so they have another one in the pipeline. But it's disappointing. I would have liked to see this one play out. Um, yeah. It seems like interesting enough, and I I almost feel like because with your guys' uh, slow start for this one, right? I feel like the second mm-hmm. season probably would have started right off the bag. Like you know, they they've exactly. already got characters established okay. and. Let's move it. But man, Netflix is uh, man. I've I've voiced this so many times the last couple months. Netflix is so shitty for, for 
for creators, man. Like, how if you want to spread out a thing, like there's so many shows I watched last year, like The Midnight Club or Archive eighty one, and like they end on fucking cliffhangers, and you're like, and I'll never know, you know. So yeah, I think they nope. give it's great from a perspective of like giving them the opportunity to be creative, mm-hmm. but it just it does frustrate me that they're in, investing this time and these creators are expecting to kind of move forward with the promise of like, there's going to be another season. So to me, it's like, why even set those parameters? Make the, you know, tell the creators that we want to kind of keep this self-contained and if maybe leave a small door open, but let's not get, you know, yeah. your hopes up kind was, of thing. Rather I was than telling Marco, I think it's setting it up. Who's in way. charge of Netflix now too is someone that was they primarily are changing that, right? it's a new, uh, into like trashy yeah. reality shit, which was... And it shows... Because yeah. that's there's a lot of that shit on Netflix. The, the there's previous, a lot of stuff that like yeah. kind of like holds your hand or that's like very fast paced, and that and that's where sadly I think the um, the slow burn kind of killed the show. Is where like I think they should have done more reveals early on because the biggest twist is still at the very end, which is when yeah, we find out is, they're in a ship. Yeah. They yeah. could have revealed the whole simulation thing earlier, or the kid talk could have talked earlier. Um, like I understand for the way they were writing it, but I felt like they thought they would have had an opportunity to flesh this out, like you know, in a later season. Maybe, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it bit them in the ass. All right, guys. So that is the show for the um, our reviews on it. I do want to ask you guys. I, I we don't normally really rate shows, but if you were to give eighteen ninety nine a um, star rating, and uh, would you recommend it? Well, what about you, Nabil? I would give this four stars for sure. And yeah, totally recommend it. It, it is a uh, a slow burn, like we've mentioned multiple times here. But honestly, once you once you get through like um, episode three, it, it pretty much shoots off, and you just want to keep going with it. Yeah. What about you, Marco? Uh, originally, I was going to give this one three and a half stars, but after watching the behind the scenes and seeing like how much they really put into the show, all all, all the details that they that that went into you know, bring this to the big screen. Um, I, I bumped it up to four stars. It's uh, Nabil said it, it's a, it's a slow burn, very slow burn, but it's only eight episodes long and it's still one of the most like original things that you could watch on Netflix. Yeah, no, I, I, I give it four too. I think, uh, this solidifies my, my, um, love for this creator, Baron Bolidar. I think I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. probably a fan of him the rest of my life. Anything he puts out, I'm probably going to check out. Be prepared, everyone. James is going to go down. No, I already looked again. it up. He don't got a lot. So, <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully another network. We're we're talking about this. Hopefully another network or maybe right. Picks I don't know. Up. I know it's really rare for that to happen. So, I'm not putting my hopes up to be like, oh man, they're coming back season two on fucking I don't know Peacock or some bullshit. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> who knows? It might. It might. Yeah. But. I would love if they did. I know, like, for instance, Sense8 got canceled and people bitched about it, so they just let it have a movie to end it out. They're like, okay, we'll let you guys wrap it up with a movie. And I'm like, dude, I'd, I'd take a movie at this point. All right, so that's the end of the podcast, a special episode on 1899. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for feedback and response and reviews. Marco, let them know how they can reach us. Check us out in this timeline or in Whoa. another timeline. Boom. <laughs> On Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or Newsly, smash that subscribe button 
and you'll never miss an episode. You can always reset the simulation, start this episode over, catch all the fun jokes, tell your friends, if you're your watching family. this at night, you know, just put it on replay before you go to sleep. Yes. Well, well you'll catch don't, all the parts. We, we appreciate just, the, the listen yeah, count. you got to listen to another one again. Yeah. Yeah. Next night, yeah. start mm-hmm. it up again. You catch something else. Put everyone something you different. know in time loops and pods and have them listen to the Movie Pals. Rate us and review us. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, this was kind of like a different episode. Kind of more a little loosey-goosey on this one. But thanks for giving us a shot, and hopefully you stick with us in the long run. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you, Marco. And tune in next time for episode 143. We're going to be reviewing the new M. Night Shyamalan film, Knock at the Cabin. And continuing, and we're going back to our Coppola Corner films here for 2023. We'll be reviewing the anthologies film that he did with some other directors called New York Stories from 1989. So until then, this is James and Marco and Nabil. Have a great day.